0: Welcome to Tree Dog Tuesday, only on the Fueled by Joy, Working Dog Podcast. Fuel your dog with power. Fuel them with strength. Fuel them with Joy Super Meal 3020. Joy Super Meal is made for the hardest working dogs with a colossal 510 kcal per cup, magnesium for muscle repair, and pumpkin for digestive health. This formula is made specifically for gaining muscle mass and added endurance. Our Supermeal 3020 is also great for breeders and offers mothers extra calcium and magnesium to assist with whelping. For dogs that work just as hard as you do, make sure to fuel them with the best. Fuel them with Joy super Supermeal 3020. To learn more about Joy Super Meal 3020 or to find a dealer near you, visit joydogfood.com or give us a call at 800 245 4125. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fueled by Joy Working Dog Podcast. This is the Tree Dog Tuesday segment, and today I'm lucky enough to be joined by Mr. Zach conky from conky's hound and hunting supply um i'm excited about this one zach how you doing bud
1: i'm doing good i appreciate you having me on and uh i'm I'm not too good at podcasts but uh i'm excited to be here and talk with you a little
0: Uh, we'll decide that at a later date whether you're good or not (laughs) (laughs) sounds good but no we uh conky's is um you know because there's all kinds of hound suppliers and, and we love them all, and, and we want to support them all. But Conkeys has that name, and you guys have been in the business for a long time. Uh, you're a diehard supporter of Hound Sports, and I thought it was important to get you guys on because, uh, you know, not only do you do a lot for Hound Sports, but, you know, you're uh, a well-known brand. And I think, Zach, you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, have had a lot to do with that.
1: Yes, no. It's 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 been a blessing. Um, I just started, you know, working here full time. I guess at the beginning of 2022, um, I did a little advertising with them at first. Uh, you know, the, the funny part is when they first started back in 2007, um, the original Conkeys logo was a was a dog, and it was treated on the state of Florida. And um, fun story, you know, my grandfather, he he's always been pretty good at computers. He had a, I guess it was a Windows. 2000 or or something like that yeah. and the only thing I had, you know access to was paint so i got on there on paint and we made the first logo on uh on microsoft paint that's how that's how long ago it all started and i was probably 15 years old yeah. and uh it's just it's, it's been a blessing it's, it's grown from there um you know i lived in tennessee all my life up until you know covid happened Us, so i was close time to move you know back closer here be with my grandfather some, and uh it's been a real blessing watching it grow and, and being able to hunt again, which has been a really good thing.
0: When we talk about conkies and we talk about your grandfather, Bruce, um, and we'll get into this later. Uh, when I first started out with Big Show Game Calls, Bruce was instrumental in, in helping that business grow and helping me to be uh, where I am now, whether he knows it or not. Um, but, you know, you, you talk about being able to hunt again. And being able to move from Tennessee to Florida, uh, especially during COVID times, which a lot of people forget. But what was that like, that transition? Because when people think of Conkeys, they think that you know you've been there since you know it started, and and your your granddad had it and passed it to your father and passed it to you and all that stuff. Because that, that's the idea that people get. But what was it really like? Because a lot of folks don't understand the struggle that it takes to run a small business and a family-owned business like you guys do so what were you know some of the things that you had to partake in to just get from tennessee down to florida and help your granddad in his business and all that stuff
1: yeah no um you know i i lived in tennessee all my life that's where my parents met my dad went up there and played football um so he'd been gone you know as long as i've been alive um, but you know, they, they've had good support. My cousin was here. My aunt was here. Um, Corey, who everyone probably sees in all the videos. Um, I'm behind the camera most of the time. He's been here. the time. Uh, but no, it was a, it was a big transition. Um, I worked in television for 11 years and, uh, my dad said, well, we're, we're moving to Florida. My other grandfather, um, he had some health issues. And so they moved in together in a house and, uh, I told my wife. I said, "Well, I, I guess we'll move there too because uh, we love beaches and and uh, I can do some hunting and things like that." And it was a big it was a big adjustment coming from from television, very corporate, rural, all the way to you know a family business and uh, you know some days it's a reality show uh, where you know yeah. probably probably a PG thirteen Duck Dynasty um, and other days it's it's as smooth as can be. I mean, it's it's really been a blessing. We everyone here gets along. The people that are here now. Um, all motivated to helping the business grow. Everyone here hunts, uh, all the way from, you know, we got a part-time employee to our bookkeeper and every single person here hunts and cares about the sport and cares about hunters really. So it's definitely a blessing. And, and my grandfather, when I first started, he said, uh, he said, how, how are you going to answer the phone and talk to hunters? You you don't even know much about hunting. And I was like, well, you know, maybe it's a fresh perspective they're yeah. or something like that. Um, I've learned a lot over the last you know year year and a half that I've been here and uh, I get to learn a lot from my grandfather still he's he's in and out he's had some health issues lately but he's been coming in some so um it's been a really, it's been a real blessing to be honest well tell me because you know
0: i'm i'm a big fan of getting outside perspectives i've always thought that was uh one of the more important parts of being a houndsman is hearing things from the outside, because we get pigeonholed into uh, certain areas and certain people we want to hang out with and people that we interact with, especially in social media. But you coming from the TV side, you coming from the media side, um, was it a bit of a culture shock? Um, Do the people (laughs) from your old job, would they understand what you're doing at your new job and all that stuff? I mean, what what was it like as far as, you know, because you... You're kind, You're not an outsider because you're you're you know you're with Conkeys. You're with you're with Bruce Conkey Outdoors, and all that stuff. But was it a little bit different than you know it ain't it ain't like you're just coming from the hills and then all of a sudden running a hunting supply. You're coming from a completely different situation, and then now you're helping run a hunting supply. So what was that? What was that even like? I mean, would would your old employers, employees, all that stuff even understand what
1: you're talking about? Um, I, I did get a lot of questions when I first, you know, started working with the business and, and posting a bunch of stuff and then, you know, I I like to post a lot of my own videos too from mm-hmm. my dog good, which is is rare. But um I, I post some bad stuff too. But no, it was um it was surprising to them, I guess. But, you know, before I, I went to college and got a journalism degree and all that kind of thing, before I even started that path Um, the summer after my freshman year, my parents, they, they they weren't happy with some of the things I was partaking in college of, you know, my first escape from home and all that kind of thing. So they, their punishment was they sent me down here to live with my grandparents for the summer. And uh, I mean, it, it was, it was honestly great. I mean, I came down here, I knew no one, me and my grandfather, we hunted every single night. Um, he had red bones at the time, which was, it was very, uh, different than what he usually hunts. Yeah. And, uh. I got to do my first few competition hunts and I I fell in love with it. When I went back, um I got an English dog and he he didn't really do much, but I remember the you know, as far as T V and hunting mixing, um I used to work in local news and my first local news job was a camera operator and I actually set a, a coon trap out back to try to catch a coon at the T V station. And uh, <laughs> crazy as it sounds I caught one in the anchor he was so excited about it. he's like bring it in here so we brought it inside the tv station he was looking at it. I mean it was it was absolutely crazy but as far as the it, it, crazy but as far as the you know the difference in, in tv the people I was dealing with you know everything was very now and this business is very now too I mean people right. want their supplies on them and it's very important for them to have them and, you know little calls from the woods and We'll help with technical issues and things like that. I mean, that, I think that's where we, we shine at, being able to help with the stuff because we use it. But the customers, I mean, it's 99% of customers are, are just great. I mean, they call. They've got to, we try to help them fix it. Um, you know, the very understanding where, you know, in television it, it was very, very different. You know, you, you mess something up. It's, I used to tell people this isn't, you know, we're not doctors. We're not first responders. No one's going to die today. Yeah. It's just television. And it, it's the same kind of thing with hunting, with but it, it's been a real blessing. I mean, I learned from not only my grandfather and Corey here and Corey, you know, introduced me to deer dogs. That was a huge thing moving from Tennessee to Florida. They don't run deer up there. Okay. So uh, that was very mind blowing, but I learned just as much from the customers that call um, about dogs, about, you know, how they hunt training methods, good or bad. I hear all kinds of crazy training methods, but um, we've implemented a bunch of them too. So, um you know it's very different i wouldn't call it culture shock i think it's where it's kind of funny i I had dreams of going to direct at espn when i was younger yeah you know always these things and uh now i work at a hound hunting store selling hunting supplies so it's very it's very different but i think i'm meant to be here if that makes sense
0: no it makes perfectly perfectly good sense and i understand but when you talk about you know, your background and cable news and, and any of that stuff and how you're interacting with your customers today, I always found that transparency and honesty resonates, you know, and that's that's not always possible, uh, through cable news where you have sponsors and you have, you know, all these people paying the bills and you got to do it a certain way versus what you're doing now, where you can just say, Hey, you know, I made a video, I messed up, or I did this and I messed up. Let's, let's fix it. Uh, do you, are you seeing the same thing? Because that's why I think, you know, the podcast stuff has really taken off is because it's very transparent. It's very honest. And I think people crave
1: that. It it is. And you know, you can, you can be brutally honest with customers here. You don't have to, you know, yeah, it's sugarcoat things and you can be as transparent as you need to be. I mean, if a product is not working how it should, you know, we straight up tell them most of the time. I mean, it's, it is what it is, but as far as that goes, I mean, you know, the videos and everything, we're, I'm still learning. You can look at my videos from when I first started, you know, a year and a half ago, and I look at them and think they're terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're still trying to improve, and, and, and that's a big thing, and my grandfather's always done this well. He's trying to educate people on this stuff, um, and so you find, you know, if you do mess up something trying to educate people or, or or tell somebody how something works, you can go back and fix it pretty easy. Um, post or another video, but, uh, it's definitely, definitely more laid back if that answers kind of, kind of what you're, what you're wondering. But, um, yeah, no,
0: I mean, it is a different culture and a, and a different, you know, clientele, I guess you would say, but, as far as Conky's Outdoors, what does a day at? Because, I mean, everybody gets the outside view. You know, everybody gets, uh, you know, here's here, here's what they think it's like at Conky's Outdoors. But what does the day-to-day uh, business consist of? You know, I know, you know, how many employees you guys got, what you guys do during the day. I talked to you earlier today, and you guys said you had a busy day. You had a lot of packages to get out. You know, Zach's out there. You know, I don't know if he's going to the <laughs> UPS drop-off store or, or what you're doing. What's the day-to-day like, the operations like at Conkey's Outdoors?
1: Um, it, it's ever evolving, really. Um, you know, when I started, uh, we we would sit here during the summer and, and come out with, you know, ways to figure out how to stay afloat, almost. But yeah. um, where, you know, it's not hunting season. Hunting season's obviously busier. Um, but, you know, we built a new website. Uh, made it as easy as we possibly could for hunters. It's it's not very flashy, um, but you can get from point A to checking out, you know, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And now, um, used to, you know, and still like today, the phones ring nonstop. So, uh, everybody answers the phone all the way from, from me. Just trying to edit some videos for, for some stuff and a couple for you too. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then taking phone calls and going back and forth and shipping stuff. And then, you know, correcting things because we all we are human for sure. We we mess up packages, and uh, but everybody here they pitch in. I mean, everybody answers phones if they don't know. They'll put them on hold. Uh, you know, technical questions. It's Saturdays or, or even during the weekdays, people are out hunting. They'll call us and yeah. hey, my my collar's not connecting or my collar's dropping out. How do we fix it? So uh, we're all pretty good about you know trying to help with that. Um, the front of the stores super busy. My my dad, he mentioned him earlier. Um, and it's great working with him. I mean, me and him, but it heads a lot over years, but, uh, it's been great. Our relationships, I'd say improved 10 times just, just by working together and, and, you know, having the same goal and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but that upfront's getting busier, you know, we're selling guns and ammo now. And so we're shipping those out to, you know, other FFLs. And, uh, as far as the shipping department today, we walked in the 700 orders and, uh, I think we, we got a majority of them out. So, um,
0: and there's only, you know, there's only
1: five to six of us here every day. There will be six of us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 700 orders, six people it does get kind of hectic with the phones ringing, but, um, it it is, I mean, you know, my last phone call today, I took it. It's a guy that he calls and, you know, just wants to chit chat more than anything. And it was honestly, some days I I didn't want to do it, but today I'm like so tired. I can, I couldn't even think about doing a podcast. My face yep. was hurting from talking today. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was it was great talking to him. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a busy atmosphere. Television was busy. Uh, you know, news business was especially busy. It was nonstop and uh, called me in the middle of the night and all this thing. And uh, I told my wife, I was like, this job's going to be nice. I, ain't, I get to relax, you know. I don't get called <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the night. Well, here, here I am at, you know. 1 a.m. in the woods answering somebody's question about a Garmin or you know uh posting on Facebook or something like that it it never stops either so um but it 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 really is it's all worth it I mean it's it's been it's been nothing but great I have nothing but great things to say about it
0: if I had a nickel for every time I told my wife you know this is this is it you know eventually we're gonna (laughs) things are gonna slow down I wouldn't have to work anymore (laughs)
1: I I don't know how they put up with this. I don't either. I don't either.
0: (laughs) But Zach, tell me about the dogs. You're talking about hunting at 1am and answering phone calls and stuff like that. How hard have you guys been hunting? I know, uh, you're down in Florida. It's to me, you know, there's only about two months a year that's worth hunting down there. (laughs) And so tell me what the hunting's like. Tell me what your dogs are and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, no. Um, so basically what we do is, you know, we, we hunt a lot of pups, um, and, you know, we've sent some on their way, and, and we've kept a couple, and, you know, it's just kind of a rotating door for us. But uh, as far as, like, the competition side, there's really not there's not a lot of opportunity in Florida. There's not a bunch of legacy hunts or yeah. pro, post-war hunts or there's, you know, anything like that, pro classics. But, um, you know, we, we just really enjoy it. We go out there. Last summer, I think we were out there. During the summer, we hunt more because we work. We don't work as hard. And there's somebody calling right now at, at 640. Um, but, uh, you know, so during the summer, we'll hunt five, six nights a week. Um, right now, we're probably at three or four nights. Uh, we do have, like, a little local PKC club. And it's more really – it's pretty laid back. Um, you know, sometimes you go to a club and you can get in some, some disagreements. or Yeah. Um, it, it's a little um, – more hardcore i guess or you know over a 35 dollar hunt most of the time the people that come to our hunts they're just getting into coon hunting which is great we passed out as many blue books as we had and had to get more blue books so yeah uh, that's been good you know call it pleasure hunting but really it's a lot of pup training a lot of frustrating nights some nights we're sitting there listening to a dog bog down for 45 minutes you know yeah. or he's falling asleep in the truck um and i was up in tennessee last week i got to do a little hunt with my with my buddy up there and i said man i'm i'm crazy this is so nice up here The walking. i mean there's some there's some hills and mountains and things like that but uh it's a it's a jungle down here it's people ask about the gators and snakes um we've been blessed not had many incidents i mean you know dogs do get bit by snakes but most of the time get some benadryl in them and some other things and Mm -hmm. and they're good but you can't you know when a pup's growing and and just getting started, you can't really take any time off. You can't do two months a year, but, um, yeah, we've, we've got too many dogs right now. We just got rid of two. So (laughs) (laughs) we, Corey's, Corey's got like 14 deer dogs, um, as well. And then I think me and him together and my grandfather, we've got, I think we're down to seven coon dogs. So, um, and one of them's up in, uh, indiana getting worked on a little bit and then you know a couple of them are too young to hunt so they will be getting ready to get started here soon but um good mixture of everything some some wipeout blood you know some uh money in the bank old kevin cable he's we got money in the bank um we like him a lot he's done some winning last year uh i got my female she's at a, a bad butch and uh, we bred her disease, so those pups are about to get started um, yep. so really, you know, a little of everything we, we bred our first two litters <laughs> this past year and and that was an experience uh, <laughs> Kelsey you're Corey, you're
0: giggling man. about that yeah. to go ahead go in depth on that, Zach, you're giggling a little bit in the background, I hear, yeah,
1: well, you know the the first litter we bred my female, and I, I'm kind of I guess I'm crazy. I got two coonhounds living in my house. Um, I got one of those nice, you know, entertainment centers. I got the crates built in. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they sleep in the house right under my TV. Um, and you know, the first litter was my female that's been in the house. So Corey and Kelsey want to have pups in the house and uh, great idea. I mean, they had a room for it, a dog room, um, still need to get some ventilation in there. That can get, (laughs) but but with that being said, she was already ready to go in the house. Um, so that one was, was fairly smooth until it was time to move her out. Right. Um, and then we gained chaos and we, we got rid of the dog super quick. So that was a blessing. Then we decided, okay, we're gonna have a blue tick uh, litter too. Kelsey <laughs> said two, <laughs> she said two litters a year. I think she changed her mind. Um, but we had the blue ticks. Um, we've gotten rid of all of them. They're going to be doing some different things like bear hunting. And right. It was quite a cocoon hunt. Um, we kept one of those, but uh, you know, it's just, you don't realize how hard it is to sell, sell dogs. I mean, I see people selling dogs online all day, but, um, you know, and putting them in good hands, that was the biggest thing, trying to get them in good hands. And, you know, it was, it was very hectic. I'll say that, but (laughs) I did a bunch of of the the advertising and and trying to get them gone and they did a bunch of the raising and I I don't envy their part. Um, some of the conversations I had, I'm sure they don't envy mine, but, it's all learning. We're all learning together. That's that's the good thing too. That's a different side that we. My grandfather's experienced many times that we've not ever experienced. So right. he's probably sitting back. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let let's talk about uh, Bruce for a little bit because I mentioned earlier in the podcast that Bruce was instrumental in getting to me where I am uh, because mm-hmm. I had big show game calls uh, years ago, and Bruce was my first big order. Uh, he called and ordered. I believe, 100 coon squallers off of me. And at that time, I was just begging for someone to buy five, let alone 100. And I, I honestly thought at that time that, you know, in, in a couple of weeks, I'll be retired. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, Bruce Bruce has been, you know, he I see him on social media, and he posts some fantastic stuff. Um, he's been in hound sports for a long time. And you're kind of working for your granddad, which and I was raised by my grandfather. So I don't, I don't envy your situation either, but how's Bruce doing? Um, what's he like to work with and how does, you know, cause he's still the face of Conkeys Outdoors, you know, how does all that work and how do you guys make that work?
1: Yeah. He, um, you know, he's the, he's the owner. He, his word stands. Um, and it's, it's going to be that way until he's gone and um, yeah. but, I, but you know um, a little backstory first I'll say this you know I, I didn't spend a lot of time with him growing up um, you know the, the summer was the most time I'd ever spent with him when we got mm-hmm. to hunt together um, and it was great and you know my other grandfather I did get to spend a lot of time with in Tennessee um, he had Parkinson's and that was the main reason we moved down just to combine houses my parents and then you know be around more family and yeah you know he it was honestly a blessing. I've, I've gotten to, I've lost a grandfather, but I've gained another grandfather, if that makes sense. And, yeah. uh, I'm mean, just, just the wisdom as far as the, the posting you're talking about. I mean, he was, he was pretty much the OG of social media back in the day before oh, yeah. it was social media, the message boards. And I've read some of his stuff. Um, uh, you said, you said an awesome post or, or something like that. Some of them are very controversial that, uh, <laughs> that I'm like, man, why did you post that? But, he makes a lot of sense when he posts and he really, he really cares about hunting more than anything. I mean, right. that's if, if we talk on the phone, we'll talk about life for a minute and we'll talk about hunting. And, and yeah. you know, when I first started, I said, Oh, we, we gotta, we gotta get on TikTok," And he's like, well, I've heard TikTok's not good, you know? And, and we, we bumped heads quite a bit, but, um, I mean, it's, it's really been, it's really been great. I mean, he, he's taken care of a lot of us here, um, from day one, uh, you know, Really couldn't ask for a a, bigger boss. I'm not going to say it's the best boss I ever had. It's the most interesting (laughs) boss I've had. Um, But, you know, him him and my dad, my dad's, you know, stepped in. He's kind of doing the – he's doing the day-to-day stuff. Um, And – but my grandfather, it it all runs through him. I I told them when I got here, you know, I I managed some departments in TV and and things like that. I said, I don't want to manage anything. I'll manage myself and do social media and, you know, Mm -hmm. you got – but it's been much more than that you know just i guess build build a bond with him again that we didn't we didn't have because i was so far away um but i could talk about that forever i mean he just it's been nothing but but great having him having him around
0: yeah i know me and bruce have butted heads you know in the past but never never anything malicious um you know we've all we've we've had disagreements and we've had a lot more agreements <laughs> than we have disagreements. I, I'll remember at Autumn Oaks one year, uh, Conky's had just come out with a new Coon squalor, and I was I had big show game calls and we were set up right across from each other and I would blow my Coon squalor, and someone from your guys' tent would blow theirs and it was <laughs> it was a fun rivalry and great and and I loved it but I always could tell that Bruce loved. Uh, hound sports he loved coon dogs and he loved all this stuff and once you get past any other anything else that's really all that matters for any of us i mean what 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 do you see because you're you're way closer to him than i ever will be i mean what do you see out of him as far as just his love for hounds um
1: i mean i I really you know I, i think everybody that in this for. they're they're chasing the dog and then when that dog goes they're they're looking for the next one mm-hmm. um you know i, I think he, he's still in that state you know we're all in that state I, I don't know we may not admit it we may say hey you know we're, we're not pups but you know we're always we're always looking for that next hound and, and i think he's still in that stage where hopefully we you know we can produce one or we find one we like or, or something like that but as far as the the hound hunt you know he's he's very um uh, he probably ain't gonna like him to say this, but he's very black and white. Yeah, um, I'm very gray, and a lot of the stuff I say, it, 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 at first, it caused a lot of arguments. Now he just listens, and he he probably says some things after I get off the phone with him. But um He says some
0: says some things that you can't hear, but someone else can. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, he um he's been nothing but supportive as far as you know helping me and Corey and and you know our conquest to. To hunt these dogs and, yeah. and put them in hunt um he, he'll stay up until one in the morning waiting to hear if we want a 35 five dollar hunt you know that's how much he still loves this and uh, you know he he hasn't with the health issues and stuff um i guess i'll say this he, you know he just had open heart surgery yep. um, but the goal is there you know i think he's got to have his, his knee worked on but once once that happens you know he can hopefully get back out in the woods and walk to some trees and when I first moved down here back in, you know, I guess last year, he was actually coming into the woods with me some. Yeah. Um, but you know, Corey walks way too fast. I walk pretty fast. Um, you know, he, his main goal is to get back out there. I mean, we've, we've, we've thought about developing collars with radios attached to them where you hear the dogs better and all this, all this crazy stuff to get them back out there. But, um, I mean, that's, he lives for it really. And you know, the whole goal of, of the business. And he told me this a long time ago. Um, and it's always stuck with me. You know, he wanted to, to really just get young people involved in hunting. Um, and for example, you know, Corey on his graduation, night, he went over to my grandfather's house and bought a light. Um, and and here we are, you know, a decade plus later and and we're all still together. And, and that's really the, the still the goal. We, we kind of have, you know, we, Came with the motto last year: "Family hunting tradition." Um, it's a really big thing. I mean, it's this is a family business to the core, and and um, not only the hounds, him and the hounds, but you know him helping other hunters too to have the same you know love and be able to have the stuff they need to you know be able to accomplish their goals. I guess you'd say.
0: Yeah. And no, Conkey's Outdoors and yourself and Corey and Bruce and your dad and everybody. They've done a ton for the sport. Uh, I don't think you guys get enough recognition, just like all these other, you know, hound suppliers. But, uh, you know, you, you guys are out there sponsoring podcasts. You're out there sponsoring YouTube channels. Uh, you're doing all that stuff. And I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Zach, but did some of that come from you, from your ideas, and from you wanting to do that and push some more stuff on social media?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they were doing, they were doing some social media stuff. Uh, before I got here, I mean, there was only three of them, four on some days, you know, working. Um, they really didn't have any time to do any of the social media stuff. And, and I don't have like a huge background of social media. Like I said, my stuff a year ago was awful. I don't even like to look at it. I'm, I'm not so sure my stuff today is great. I would say, but, um, I'm learning every day, but, um, it was a, it was a big thing. Yeah. When I, when I got here, that's kind of what they hired me for. I mean, uh, he told me, oh, you can work from home some days and and uh, do all this stuff and just you know do the social media and it didn't work out that way, obviously, yeah. uh, but, because when you do social media, uh, people see you more than then you grow, right? And then you don't have time just to sit and do social media. But um, no, that was a big thing. You know, we got we got involved. It, it was kind of I hadn't li- ever listened to a lot of podcasts. I don't know why. I've watched a lot of television over the years. Um, I used to read. I don't read as much as I. I should, but, um, you know, Tyler Duncan with Coon Hunt University actually called me and said, Hey, you know, you want to sponsor a podcast? I said, well, let me listen to it. And we listened to it and said, okay, let's do that. And then, you know, it kind of went away for a little while, got with Ben, um, tree talking time and he's excellent to work with. And we're, we're doing that podcast. But Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's different kind of advertising. You know, we, we want to be, I guess we want to be everywhere. If that makes sense. You yeah. know, like I said about my grandfather, about TikTok. you know, it, TikTok can be a very dark place and, and we understand that. So, you know, the goal is to, to bring some light to it. Um, you know, they, they don't TikTok and all these social medias. They don't like when we post about dead animals and, and, and that kind of thing. But that's, you know, that's part of hunting. That's not what hunting's about, but the, the people that are reporting it and that stuff, they don't understand that, you know, all Right. I, but yeah, that, that was a big thing. I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to just grow the business as much as we can. Now we're, you know getting inventory in place and, and doing a lot of stuff that that we needed to do before we did this um but i mean it's i think i told you earlier today's today's been our busiest day we've ever had um and i just i could you know people people trust us to to get their stuff to them and get the correct stuff to them and, and call us and ask us for our opinions and things like that so um you know we got we got some backing behind our advertising we're you talk about transparency, you know, we, we're honest about the products. We push the products that work. We use the products. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, I, I do, I did play a big part in in getting all the advertising going with the podcast. And, uh, you know, we, we've always, we've always donated to as many, you know, youth hunts and, and club hunts and all that thing as we can. And, you know, that's been a form of advertising word of mouth, but, um, it's, it has really taken off on on social media, and the really good thing is I got people around me that, you know, they they work their butts off to be honest with you, hmm. and uh, allowed me to have some time to do some some advertising. Even it it's just taking a picture and writing a a minute and a half post and, and getting it up there. So.
0: Yep. Well, Zach, you guys are integral in our community. Uh, Conkeys Outdoors is a staple. Uh, I thank you have a big part in that and i think you deserve the credit as well as bruce and Corey and your dad and everybody you know and so uh i want to thank you for being on the podcast and i want to thank you for your sponsorship at canestream media and all that stuff too but uh yeah where can where can folks find you where can folks order from conkeys outdoors and all that good stuff
1: yes sir josh hey thanks for having me on and, and we're excited to, to see what canestream media does and, and we're here for the ride
0: yeah what, what about your uh website social media all that stuff where can folks find you at
1: yeah yeah they can find us um dot com. we shorten the name just make it easier yep. um you, you can always call us uh 904-692-1568 a lot of people would rather call that's fine you can talk to me cory kelsey anybody here um my grandfather's in sometimes ask for him uh you know we're on tiktok conkeys outdoors we're on facebook conkeys outdoors so um hopefully everywhere and then you know we're we're going to be as many places we can in the upcoming you know short time
0: all right zach i sure appreciate you uh congratulations first on your success with conkeys and then i hope you guys you know have continued success as well
1: thank you josh really appreciate that
0: all right ladies and gentlemen that is zach conkey from conkeys outdoors look him up uh your go-to supply uh, for hound, anything hound related. And so, uh, yeah, that's it. We thank you for joining us on tree dog Tuesday and remember working dog Wednesday tomorrow, only right here on a fueled by joy working dog podcast.